0: from the East Coast to the West Coast and to listeners around the world. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. We're broadcasting on Liberty Works Radio Network at libertyworksradionetwork.com and their affiliate stations. And also, now you can listen to our program seven nights a week from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, by going to talkstreamlive.com. And don't forget, you can always learn more about our program and find archives posted at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, my guest is Carol Keene. Carol has appeared on several national radio shows and podcasts over the last few years to tell her story. Her daughter unknowingly was a victim of a mortgage fraud scheme. And when Carol set out to do research, To find out what happened, she found more than she could ever imagine. Now she's fighting to help her daughter out of her situation that involves not only mortgage fraud, but identity fraud. And today she's going to tell us her story and what she's been up to to try to fight back these last few years. So if you will help me welcome Carol Keene. How are you doing today, Carol? I'm fine, Angeline. Marie. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Carol, I heard, first heard about you, I don't know, maybe four or six weeks ago. I found your in, your story very compelling and very important because this is something that could happen to just about anyone. And unfortunately, it happened to your family. So to get started, one thing that I think is very interesting about your background is the type of work you did did, and maybe you're still doing it, but I think it's important because it really came in handy when you started your research, and so I thought it might be important to first tell the listeners a little bit about your career background, because I think this will be instrumental as we go on and tell your story. Okay.
1: Um, I go by the name Carol Keene, K-E-I-H-N, and I have a YouTube channel with the uh, actual evidence that I uncovered, the proof you know, show the facts on this particular issue, which is identity fraud and identity theft of government-issued property. And it didn't just happen to my family. It's happened to many families. My family was just someone they didn't know, like there's many people that come in to buy a home or buy a car, and they don't understand the insurance side of this thing and what may be occurring behind the scenes in their lives. In my life, it is for certain going on behind the scenes. So, I uh, back when I was younger, I was into photo processing and working at, for Eastman Kodak. I worked with Colgate Palmolive. I worked in the, in a, I did work, in the legal arena or in, under a federal attorney, for a number of years. And I've taken I don't know, quite a few college courses. I'm a lifelong learner. I like to research. That's my gig. So that keeps me going. And uh, back in 2012, my daughter was foreclosed upon, and uh, I felt wrongfully. She didn't have much gumption to fight because I think we have a new generation of people that are a little bit leery of the courts, and for good reason. So I took my knowledge that I knew from Metropolitan Life Insurance Company, and the um, takings To the act of conversion, and they testified to this before the New York Insurance Commissioner back in 1999 and early 2000, a Metropolitan Life Insurance Company did, that they were going to start a purchase, sales, and sales purchase program that would employ brokers or agents, if you will, like foreclosure agents, Mm -hmm. to uh, come in and buy property and keep it in their name and hold it for a number of years and that way nobody can know who the real owners are. Well, in this case, here in Richmond, Indiana, that kind of equated into my daughter uh, and and into some documents that I discovered when I I was looking through her original papers. So I went and got the original papers. They were in a folder. They hadn't seen the light of day for four years because she reportedly purchased this home in 2008. However, the white binder from Wingo Real Estate that had Tim Orr's signature, who's a real estate agent here in town, and and uh, various duplicates of my daughter's signature on things like marriage affidavits when she n- had never been married, and uh, backdated Alta American Land and Title Association t- t- um, title commitments. So they go in to do a you know a commitment to for the borrower and for the uh, um, well, Excuse me. For the bank, mostly the servicer, uh, and then for the uh, owner, and then then there's a borrower's policy in this particular file. But it goes back a number of years to 2006. Now she purchased a home in 2008, but it took her back to 2006. So I knew something was wrong when I saw three homes in the file, because <laughs> I knew my daughter only had one home.
0: Now how did and you? And then when I found okay, nine so... loans,
1: then I really knew. Something was wrong.
0: So when you're looking at this paperwork that she got from the real estate agent that was in the folder, you could tell by looking at these documents that there was more than one property involved?
1: Yes, it was Tim Orr's crook file. I called him right away. This Tim Orr, this real estate agent, I'm in a small community mm-hmm. here in Richmond, Indiana, Wayne County, Indiana. So I called him up, and he, I said, do you have a few minutes? And he's like, yeah. So I said, you know... I said, I'm Rachel Diddy's mother, and I'm looking into into some things. And he said, well, how's she doing? I said, well, she's getting foreclosed upon. He's like, I hate to hear that. And I said, well, you know, I said, you remember working with her? He said, oh, yes. And uh, I said, well, the funny thing is, I'm opening up this folder that you sent her with a referral card. Thank you, and referral card. And I said, this folder has uh, three properties. Nine loans, and he said, oh, and I'm just going to quote what he said, oh, my God, this is a nightmare, and he hung up on me. So he may have said, can I call you back? I have my notes whenever I spoke with him because I knew to do that um, to make sure I kept immaculate records. So um, then I found a letter where he he had uh, emailed or mailed her a HUD-1 and said, don't bother digging in your house papers. So
0: I knew he had an idea.
1: He had lost his original papers, which is what I call the crook file.
0: Okay, so Carol, so, are you saying that he, he not only knew what was going on, the real estate agent, he was also in on it? Oh, yes. Okay, so oh yes. for people like me, I mean, you know, we're just ordinary, everyday people. If we had mortgage papers, you know, when you, when you go through a closing, there's so much paperwork, and you're just sitting there signing away probably your life and not even really knowing what you're signing. So... When you see these these documents and you start seeing that there's more than one loan, in fact, multiple loans, are you saying that you think the real estate agent accidentally sent her this these documents that she should have never had access to? Yes,
1: they're called the crook file. That's his
0: file. Okay. And P.S. they were all in her name, correct? So really, by the grace of God, is probably how you even got these documents.
1: Now, my grandson's socials were on one of the, you know, one of the extra, because they were for two amounts. So what they, um, what they will do is if you make an offer and they don't accept it, or you make an offer and the time expires, they'll keep running that offer slash purchase agreement from the date of, the, the date you contact them is when the contract really starts. The closing starts to happen because they've already got you buying a house off of who you think is an owner or a seller, but they're really not. They're one of those agents, so you can't tell who the real owner of record is. Well, in this case, they took her back to uh, what I call an anchor date, and that they call it that in the title industry, an anchor date. It's a certain month and day. It doesn't matter about the year the month and day is what matters in this this part of the system. So they took her back to uh, February 5th, 2006, instead of March 14th, 2008. So she went back to the former owners, Annette and Charles Scott, and uh, she actually became the seller. And she collected. Somebody collected insurance under her stolen identity because they kind of hijacked the identity at the at the uh, beginning of this contract. This program. So,
0: so Carol, let me just ask a question. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm trying to make this clear to the people because it gets like spaghetti after a while. There's so many different things going on here. So she buys in. If I'm correct, let me know if I'm incorrect. So she buys in 2008, but you're saying they actually then took. Paperwork and backdated it to 2006 to put her use her identity on other loans and whatnot. Is that what? Well, you're... not only that,
1: their paperwork's designed to do such. So if you have a five-page real estate purchase agreement, mm-hmm. the cha- cha- page three and page five, the signature page, will have different templates in the real estate association um, paperwork that stems right out of PA. These are these are um, patented systems. So. Those two pages they can change out to kind of fit, and they can put in what's called an addendum, so that any kind of a paperwork they need to do to to extend the time or make the offer still good, like putting in a work order or a a, that you didn't uh, that the buyer didn't want this or they were unhappy with the chimney or the roof work, they had those sort of forms in there too, as well as in the title company, the American Land and Title. Insurance Association, American Land and Title Association supplies the forms for the title industry. So it's not Alta is not a title insurer. It's the ones that provide. It's an association where they provide the forms and you know go by ethical standards and kind of do a general policy, but nothing's set in stone. So they supply the forms that are already backdated that go in line with the municipalities TIF and CAFR fund
0: system. Now, do the municipalities know this is going on or not? Some all?
1: people do, and mm-hmm. some people, I would think that some people do. I know people who have indicated to me that they do, but I also know people who have helped me locally, right. like the recorder, the deputy sheriff, um, Captain Shake of the Richmond Police Force. Uh, oh, There's plenty of people that have, but I've been determined, so I've got to know them. And I was in there last week at the recorders, and she's like, what you've uncovered is absolutely um, astounding, and nobody knows it like you know it. And I can't believe what a mess that, uh, that Paul Stickle left. That's the guy who was supposedly the seller. But he, he worked for the municipality, see, okay. or actually for the state, I suspect, the state of Indiana.
0: huh. So basically, if you sign on to buy a property, they then, once you do that, they can, in all different directions, use your identity
1: whether In the background not. of the insurance field, it appears, by, according to the documents that I have received and the cases that are tied to it, that is exactly what they do.
0: All right, but now,
1: what you can do is get copies. Make sure, no matter what, no matter how pressured you feel or no matter how hurried they're doing you, right. make them supply a copy Whenever you sign it, one page at a time, you watch him copy it, and you want that copy when you're leaving that office.
0: Good idea.
1: Before you leave that office. Now, I can't tell you the number of people who didn't get their closing papers because they were supposed to be mailed, and they never were.
0: Okay, Carol, so the what is the, the big-time fraud going on to just John Q. Public? Now, now is the why. Why are they doing this?
1: For money, on the insurance side, the loan side, the liar loans aren't important. The money on the insurance mill side is because what they're doing is when Rachel thought she bought a home and they took her identity, she actually made an offer, and they told her, well, that wasn't accepted. You're going to have to make another. So she made another offer slash purchase agreement. That's what they're called for everybody. They've got purchase agreement right across the top of them, folks, and it says they're a legally binding contract. They are the master promissory note (laughs) that real estate. Um, form is, for sure. And uh, this is in a court case here in Indiana. So it's 89D02-1209-MF-00343, uh, U.S. Bank versus Rachel Diddy et al. And that case has never been answered to date with these, these facts that I'm stating to folks to tell them what has happened here, because this is what happened. I turned it over to the FBI, the Secret Service, uh, various agencies when I first found out about this. Well, I started working with an IRS special agent named Kathy Coxes, who she told me she was out of Ogden, Utah. And she told me what they were doing with the grandchildren. She told me my 4-year-old.
0: Okay. So, Carol, so, before we go on about your grandchildren, because that's the next part of this is how their oh, okay. identities got dragged into this. Let's go ahead and take our break, because I'm already running late. Listeners, today my guest is Carol Keene. She's talking about her personal story and experience with her daughter's mortgage fraud case. And we'll be back momentarily on the True Seekers radio show.
2: 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates
3: still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call call 800 965 1291. 800 965 1291. 800 965 1291.
4: And control your health care with Liberty Health Share.
2: Liberty Health Share is an alternative to expensive health insurance.
4: You can finally make the right decisions for you and your family.
2: It's not insurance, it's medical cost sharing
4: you can affordably control the cost of your medical expenses
2: it's a group of individuals effectively sharing the cost of health care and paying far less for
4: it you don't even have to pay for procedures that are unnecessary or that violate your conscience
2: this is based on shared values
4: you are not alone
2: with liberty health share you're part of something bigger a group of people who care for and support one another
4: Join the movement of people who share in medical costs and change the way you pay for your health care forever.
2: It's simple and easy. Call 1 800 714 6993 right now for more information or visit LibertyOnCall.com. Get a free estimate today.
4: Liberty Health Share. There is an answer.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show today. My guest is Carol Keene, and we are listening to her personal story about mortgage and identity fraud that happened within her family and what she's found and some information that can probably help all of us. So um, also, listeners, Carol has a friend, Diana, that just called in, and we're going to go to her in a few moments she's going to tell her personal story also of her experience with this mortgage fraud. So, ladies, Carol, let's go back. You started before the break to talk about your grandchildren. Now, how in the world do do your grandchildren get roped into this fraud?
1: Well, when anyone, any consumer does a transaction, a commercial transaction, or any kind of transaction, and your, your W-2s are asked for or employment verification People have access to the IRS tax file, which has usually the children's um, government-issued social security numbers and those government-issued birth certificates as well, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. However, there's something wrong when government agencies are employing uh, agents to come in and purchase things behind the scenes and hide the fact that it is, in fact, the government taking these identities. And, and what they are, is, the way they use them is they – and this was told to me by a special agent, Kathy Cox. She said they go and write a ticket, and they'll change the last name of the child to the former homeowner or former car owner or former, former warranty owner, They'll change their age, and at the IRS, we don't check for that. The only thing we check for is about the last five of a Social Security number that is not in the Death Master. Now, this is a bunch of crap because I had a four-year-old then at the time with 97 warrants. She told me 47 to 49 were felonies. I had to ask myself, "Okay, what are they doing here?" Well, we ended up researching more to make it to cut to the chase what it is. And I've talked to Denny Payman, a sheriff down in Jackson County. They've got ghost uh, prisoners in the juvenile system that they're collecting federal funds The bad state actors are. So everybody's identity has been compromised through this sort of a system that needs to be corrected because they're hiding um, things in the court briefs and everything, almost like a secret code language, a Morris code, Braille-type language in the briefs. So it's it's a big um, it's corruption. So are there, you there's saying been a corruption. it
0: started with your daughter's name, but then it starts pulling in your grandchildren's names and identity, and then they pervert that just to almost make multiple identities? Oh, yes. Okay. And has, where, yeah. where do these warrants come in? How do they make The warrants daughter- are out of Wayne County, Michigan. There was oh. a
1: judge that just got found guilty yesterday. I can't say her name correctly. It starts with a G in uh, Wayne County, Detroit, Michigan she got found guilty of putting children in uh, juvenile facilities because uh, there's probably some kickbacks, I'm sure. There's more to the story than what they're telling because the warrants are from the criminal warrant database at the IRS level, and that's what Kathy Cox told me.
0: Okay, and so I they, have make,
1: the, they make yeah. money
0: on these warrants, right? They
1: yes, have, and they're and reissuing warrants. They've accessed the IRS criminal warrant database, and, and what I found in, in my subsequent research which I can talk about another time, or people can find it on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Is that they they reuse these warrants as an excuse to come in? Because for every home, when Rachel purchased her home in 2008, eight months later, there was a foreclosure going on behind the scenes that had her property tied to it through an undisclosed land contract and an undisclosed previous sheriff's sale. Now, there are nine writers in those court cases. There are nine. Uh, bankruptcies and there are nine separate properties in that old foreclosure file and we are really buying haunted houses and haunted vehicles and old warranties that they're using in an intricate web so you really have to safeguard what you give up you're not supposed to and i meant to find that to be able to quote that today that this statute or, or united states code uh, that you're not supposed to use that give that social security number out Mm -hmm. because you're just not supposed to it's it's theirs and so's the license not only that in this scam it goes back to my birth certificate and i couldn't believe that because i've heard about the birth certificate i'm thinking okay this is a little far out well when i found that one of the three properties they had her under with my birth certificate it it said account number batch number lb 0421 sequence 61 well that's her biological mother's birth date used to pay back taxes under my daughter's, what we suspect is their stolen identity. And the Treasury clerk
0: signed that. She's the one that found that. Okay. So, Carol, when you're explaining all this, I know er, know everything you're explaining, you understand. But as somebody like me... um, Well, people wouldn't
1: understand it. You just got to look at the numbers if somebody...
0: No, but what I was going to say is because this goes off in so many directions, it becomes spaghetti. And I got to say, that's probably the point, right? I mean, that's their plan. They want to get this so mucked up and muddied up that you don't understand what the heck's going on. Is
1: oh, it's understandable once you have the documents. Right, but soap, I mean, so.
0: in general, like, let's take one of your grandchildren you said had 97 warrants or whatever you said about 97.
1: Another now, set of grandchildren you, are brother and sister, and they're married. And but, the prosecuting but Carol, attorney did that. If you
0: had never started looking into this, let's say we fast forward 10 or 15 years from now, eventually somebody might have come knocking on your grandchild's door and and bring some of this up. Couldn't that come back to haunt, haunt them later? Oh well, yes, it could, and it still can, because as far as I know... The
1: very people that I've reported it to, it goes into their kind of a system that they got going on here on the backside of this, because I'm telling you, the courts have been secured to um, Mirrors Mortgages, the the, uh, paperwork's running through the court system on these rider loans. Mm -hmm. There's nine of them on every mortgage. There's nine rider loans, and they're running all of them in the background, because I have a shadow docket that wasn't supposed to be open but it was wide open and i got copies of it too so this is a fact people just need to copy their paperwork pay attention for backdating any okay. backdating so backdating. any at all even if it's the day before
0: okay and carol we're going to come back to that probably after the next break so let's put that on the back burner and let's bring in diana and diana why don't you tell us your story and if you and carol need to go back and forth Uh, you can go ahead and do that. We got about five or six minutes before I have to go to the next break. So Diana, why don't you tell us how you got involved in this?
4: Um, I'm in Florida and my house went into foreclosure in June of 2009. And from what I'm finding out, it was basically done through a tax certificate that was sold on my house. And then my local tax collector allowed Wells Fargo to come in and redeem the certificate and my identity. In the meantime, they filed foreclosure on my house and I'm still in, I'm still in foreclosure on my house, but, and I've been through three attorneys and a lesson I've learned is they're all working with the court. The court's working. They have a part in this. The court has some sort of interest in my home because they have, um, taken five folders and reduced them down to three to eliminate anything they didn't want out of the folders.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
4: They've d- done everything they could possibly do to cover up anything i brought into court to show them.
0: Now, Diana, you may not want to answer this, but were you one of the people back in, when, when the housing market fell, when you say you were dragged into foreclosure, was it because for whatever reason you might have had to stop payment on the loan, or was it, were you a person that was paying, like I, I had interviewed a guy named David Krieger, I, I think that was his name, a couple of years ago. I know that Carol knows him. He was saying people that had even had paid off homes, they were coming back later and pulling these kind of shenanigans.
4: Yes, mine was done off from a tax certificate.
0: Okay. And you're going to find
4: that a lot of them, people don't realize it, but a lot of them are probably being brought into foreclosure through tax certificates. They're being redeemed under someone else's name. Or under another entity.
0: Okay, so then Diana, how did you meet up with Carol on this?
4: I found Carol from doing research on the internet, and then she came in and helped me start researching. And what we found is that what she found was what that. What you found? Well, from you guiding me was I went down to the courthouse, and I actually had purchased a home that I had that had, was in foreclosure when I purchased it. But I had gotten it out of foreclosure so I could purchase it from the person that had the, the home or I thought had the home. And what we found was it was actually at 1.3 foreclosures on the same house going on simultaneously. And in wow. one of those cases, there is actually a blank note.
0: so blank, Diana. in blank,
4: like a blank check.
0: Okay. And, and, and literally a probably a blank check now Diana so would your advice to listeners be you know a lot of time people that have money to invest in property they actually seek out foreclosures because they feel like they can come in and get them at a good price would your advice to listeners be probably don't mess with foreclosures now
4: that that's probably really good advice at this point
0: because <laughs> you don't know what's yep. in the background unless it's traceable
4: you can trace it
0: okay
1: so it is coming out and that's a good thing I think because that'll force you change in the system
4: research, I believe right
0: mm-hmm. yeah now diana so how does it all stand today if you don't want to answer anything just say I'd rather not talk about it but how how does your situation stand today
4: well I'm in the in, I'm in a good process right now um i really can't talk about it at the, at the moment what i'm doing but okay. i do see release, uh, coming and i do see them gonna have to back
0: off but i'll bet one thing now with all the knowledge you've gained going forward if you ever want to purchase a property you're probably gonna a do uh some research on it before you would even think of buying. And then also probably keep, don't you have to keep following up? Even let's say you get a clean title property. Don't you still have to probably in your best interest, always follow up on those records to make sure nothing's been created? Yes. 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 All right, ladies, let's go ahead and uh, take our second break. Listeners today, my guests are Carol and Diana. We're discussing mortgage and identity fraud, and it just kind of happened to them. But I think the takeaway from this show is it could happen to any of us. So we'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show.
3: 855-371-FAST, 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 855-371-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Want to lose weight? then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147. 800-430-4147. 800-430-4147. One more time. 800-430-4147.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show today. My guest is Carol Keen, and we've also uh, had a visit from her friend Diana. Both have been involved in mortgage identity fraud schemes, and they just want to uh, impart their experience to you today, so that maybe you can be on the lookout if you're um, well. If you, not only if you're going to purchase, but this can you can probably go back and take a look at your records because it's very possible they've been doing something on in the background that you don't even know of, of something you've already purchased. So, Carol, do you want to take it from here? Maybe we sure. can go back to your um, grandchildren's identities or talk about this mirrors. I've heard you say mirrors. Are you talking about that mortgage, uh, mortgage electronic registration system?
1: That's a system, yeah, but there's a corporation, too, and an incorporated. It started from a man who owned a hotel motel. So it's kind of like we've got um, – what's going on behind the scenes? This is one of the things I did want to iterate, is that you, you are better off doing your own research, and, and, and people, I think, um, will hire, hire title professionals. I took this a step further. When this happened to my daughter, I went ahead and got proactive – and we had a mortgage on our house. But um, what was going on was there was three mortgages put upon our house. Now, I'm from Indiana, and, and, and I just live in a little plain house. It's clean and everything. I just uh, – a little plain house is nothing fancy, $68,000. But there were three liens on it making it worth – there were three liens put on the public record for 284000 If I wouldn't have went down there, I would have never known. So when they called – they came calling – in 2012, before I found out about this, I effectively rescinded with the company I had because they had broken a a contract that was confidential from years prior. Well, so whenever this happened, they sold the mortgage because they sent me three first lien offers. So when I was talking to the man, I said, so I got three first lien offers here. You can only have one first lien offer, right? And he's like, yes. I said, well... Carl Levin, one of these papers, he's investigating J.P. Morgan Chase, and I sent them to him. And I did. His uh, his assistant Valerie called me, so I was very proactive and turned it into everybody. Even if they, you know, people say, oh, they won't do anything, they won't. Well, you know what? They can't cl- come in later and claim that you never tried to tell them what was going on. For one thing, you have to be proactive in this, and you have to check your backdating, and you have to make sure even if your house is paid up and you think everything's okay mm-hmm. it could be that it's not and that that is silly to be paying on a contract that you never signed up for because they're assigning the the wrong loan right off the bat and the wrong title policy when they pull you into this scheme
0: so your daughter signs for one property and all this other junk's going on in the background so getting back it's
1: went, yeah and it's went back through the bloodline angeline I'm serious. I can't believe it. It's like, okay, this is stuff I'm hearing on TV because I'm telling you, I worked under a federal attorney. I'm pretty um, – and I'm used to attorneys. It was a uh, uh, – they took me to the Supreme Court to keep me from testifying in a case, but I got to testify anyway. They didn't get heard. I'm pretty good at this kind of stuff. So, yes, I'm telling you that it, it's it's, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's a really um, – And it's traceable. That's the thing. It's the purchase, sell, purchase, seller, seller purchase program that Metropolitan Life and Goldman Sachs and McLean Brothers, I believe, put into place in the year 2000. But they were really doing it in the year 98. So the Mears mortgages that I'm talking about, Mears original mortgage is called a mom's mortgage. (laughs) They're being housed in the circuit courts throughout all the land. They've testified that they're moving, but they can't really say where they're housed. Well, I have one in my daughter's case because they came in to foreclose, and the judge acted like he didn't hear anything. We said it's all in the, in the evidence um, in the file. And uh, anyway, he brought, they brought in two warranty deeds and two uh, mirrors, um, two mortgages, one from the land records office. And one just into court, so the recorder called the FBI with me, and she said what she's showing me that's a certified copy of this mortgage is not what's on file in my office. So there's a lot of good people Uh trying to help, and this is true what I'm telling people. You have to guard. Those are your offspring, your children. And when they make the buyer the seller early by backdating that title policy, They backdate the title policy in the potential buyer's name by a number of years, therefore making the buyer the seller at the closing table and taking them into this three-property scam. They they then take the children's identity, but not only that, when you're the seller, it says in there uh, under that interchangeable page three that the debt inures on to your children. Now, I'll be daggone if I'm going to go to the good Lord leaving it like this. I just
0: can't. So basically what you're telling listeners, check for backdating, and then also talk about the names and the variations of names. Okay.
1: So let's say that um, I'll use my daughter as an example. Her name is spelled, I taught her how to spell her name, R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E. Well, when I was busy recuperating from having her at the hospital, my husband Put in our birth certificate stuff, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Well, I didn't know any better till she got a job when she was sixteen. When she went and got it, and I was like, oh wow, sorry. <laughs> so the legal name is R A C H A E L. But in this one in this court case, in a one page order, they got a code they use. They'll at the very beginning they'll call her R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E. Then then the first paragraph they'll call her R-A-C-H-A-E-L And then in the third paragraph, they'll call her R-A-C-H-E-L and then order her to pay something in that totally wrong name, the Mm R-A-C-H-E-L. And it goes back through one of the properties where the biological mother's birth certificate's tied to the tax scam as well as the property being out in the open to where I could track it. Behind the scenes, the judge in this Attorney they brought in, this big wig, a director of this big international law firm, because the little bitty foreclosure mill couldn't handle this one. They're like, here comes the mother from H-E double toothpicks. My word. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I let them have it. I'm like, I know exactly why. I just, you know, admitted and denied and right back at them. They can't answer it today because it's true. It's a fact. It's not even a story. This is, these are facts based on their own documents, and it has happened to a lot of people and we decided not to play their game no matter what. So Rachel could have settled or done anything she wanted, but my children and I discussed this. And we, as a family, decided to, that it was okay for me to research this further. And it's just kind of led into trying to help others figure it out.
0: Now, one of the other things I've heard you say as far as advice is we can all access these records at home online, but you're saying we should actually walk into the uh, public records office and double-check those, because aren't those technically the quote-unquote originals? Those are the trump.
1: You're absolutely correct. Okay. Yeah, but what's online is important, too, because, like, you know, if you get into your local database and you see your name listed A possible variation of your name like if you're doing a search put in your last name and then put in angel angel just put in yeah just put in angel or angie even start there to Mm -hmm. see how many variations of angelina are is uh, or is in there so i'll be carol and carl and i can track it and they know it And, and i'm telling you that they do know it and i do have people that uh the recorders uh very nice to me. So's the treasurer now because it's I've been doing this for three years now, and they know what happened. It, you know, it's they're being driven by this system that needs to be corrected, and the legislative is implicit in this. This is what they're doing in the briefs on the legislative side. You got to read your briefs too, folks, if you do get a court action. And they're serving people at the wrong address. So if your identity's been compromised, you need you do need to do this, even if you don't have. A dog in this fight, or a bone in this—you know—in this, you just—you know, in, in just you can, you need to look and make sure that it hasn't been compromised in this way. Because it's apparent to me, from what I know, in this limited amount of time, to tell you that right. in the background, everybody's identity's been compromised due to this system and this third-party vendor relationship going on with it, with the uh, government.
0: So, Carol, making
1: the legislative and judicial. Uh-huh not independent.
0: So you're saying this is a national scheme. I mean this is a This national
1: is a worldwide scheme. scheme. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they write Israeli on the back side of some of the PDFs. The back side, the blank side, we got blank sides. There are two sides to every record. There's an A and a B. So people are maybe forgetting that and they're forgetting their history because we've been busy just in the rat race trying to raise children and work and right. take care of our families. We don't have time for all this shenanigans.
0: Okay, so to sum up your advice, check for backdating. Basically, first of all, check your records. You can start online, look for backdating, look for variations of names, and then and, and then go walk into your public records and check. Yeah,
1: those. and copy those names. And get copy. get it copied in time to where you print it out so because they can change it in the electronic uh, re- virtual world, they can change it in the drop of the, you know, just dropping your finger down on the keyboard, they can just change it. It's okay. gone. Okay,
0: Carol, let's go ahead and take our last break, listeners. Today, my guest is Carol Keen, her friend Diana, and we are discussing uh, mortgage fraud, identity fraud, and it seems like the list goes on. And we'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers Radio Show.
3: want to lose weight then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147. 800-430-4147. 800-430-4147. One more time. 800-430-4147. Lows. You can't afford to wait, so call, call 800-965-1291, 800-965-1291, 800-965-1291.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. Today we are discussing mortgage and identity fraud with Carol Keene and her friend Diana from Florida. Now, Diana, let's. we only have a few minutes left, so I'd like to bring you back in. Is there any advice you would like to leave with the listeners or anything else that you would like to tell them about your experience that you think is really important?
4: Well, when, you, when Carol was talking about the names, the different spellings of the names, they have done the same thing in my situation on my case. And I would point it out. to You know, like I said, I've had three attorneys. And I would point it out to them, and every one of them would say, oh, that's just a mistake. And one of my attorneys, the last one, was actually on both sides. He was actually listed as representing the plaintiff and as representing me at the same time. And he would not remove himself from the plaintiff's side. Wow. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true.
0: <laughs> um,
4: yes, read your briefs, and 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 uh,
1: and I have helped people in Colorado, California, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, um, Pennsylvania, and I don't know who else. But anyway, it's free, so it's free advice, and it's, it can't hurt to be to take a moment to get copies of everything you sign. Look for backdating, and I'm talking about the flood insurance. Think about it. They make you get flood insurance in non-flood zones so that the bank can be certified, and it states that in the papers. Who in their right mind would be signing that when you weren't the one that owned it back then? How could you possibly get backdated insurance and allow that to happen
0: in your name? And, Carol, didn't you say also that they're issuing a lot of the or creating mortgages on non-existent properties?
1: Um, yes, and, and it's called TIF, Tax Increment Financing, and I just would love to talk about that another time, if you don't mind, to get into, to, you know, that's just a long subject, but it, it's abs- I talked to the comptroller of my city. She helped me with this, and they fired her, so I talked with her uh-huh. for a few hours.
0: Well, and then, you know what, I started to think, because I was listening to you and Stu Webb, I was listening to an interview you did, and it kind of just struck me. Wasn't it during the Clinton administration when the floodgates were opening up for these Fannie Freddie mortgages? And that that kind of plays into all this, doesn't it? Well, it's think almost...
1: about what you just said. Mm-hmm. Bloodgate, it ties back to Watergate, doesn't it? <laughs> Seriously. Um they use keywords like that. It's called Operation Zero, and that's another um, fact-finding discussion because there's this is a fact.
0: But I guess what I'm trying to say is all the regulation was set up to get us set up so that all these mortgages could be issued, and then look what they do with them. So they're, they're getting more people to qualify through these programs for mortgages, and then they can take it to the limit from what you when told they have the today. secret
1: shadow foreclosures. The judges and some of the attorneys, some of the judges, not all of them, a few in each district, are collecting the National Mortgage Settlement Act in those vacant home owners' names under these stolen identities. That's a fact. I'm stating it. it's happening here in Wayne County, mm-hmm. and there's nothing they can do about it because I am not committing slander. What I'm saying is true, and I can prove it. So that is a fact. And it's not just to my family. It's just, was easy to, you know, it's easy to follow when you're hand, handed the papers and you just got three properties to follow. Then it just uh, logically spans out when you follow that paperwork. It tells a story.
0: So, Carol, what is the status of your daughter's case today? Can you talk about that? Or
1: Yeah, the case today is setting up here in Wayne County, Indiana, and um, there was an um A lot of stuff that went on, they threatened to jail my daughter if she didn't pay taxes to the court, not to the treasurer, if she didn't pay taxes to the court. um, I got it on the record that he didn't have any honor in his court, and he was letting fake mortgages run through, and he was. And they were going to sell the property, but they canceled the sale of 41 properties on my birthday, and they haven't sold them yet. So I'm waiting on the final action of the sale and uh, putting together some more things because the fraud upon the court is not complete yet. (coughs) until certain things take effect so when they sell that property that has my name on it because i hold my grandchildren my heirs my offsprings offsprings interest because they call them offspring and that's property it's an operative term thank you sean for that but it's an operable term offspring is it gives a different meaning to our vessels as mothers so really those are you know anyone who that's flesh of my flesh that's part of me Mm -hmm. and they're taking my property because they're taking unknown tenants into this and jane and john does under these premises the houses in these foreclosures they're taking lives because metropolitan life insurance testified it's on record they were starting a livestock company and they were going to sell it under trade them under the cattle code and that's in their own testimony can you believe somebody okayed that
0: no, no. The all. New
1: York Insurance Commissioner okayed the demut- demutualization when it contained that kind of that kind of those kind of tr- that is slavery now. That's slavery. They, these are little little people that can't little little boys and girls, they don't they're getting caught up in this and it's bad. It's going to be bad if we don't do something about right. it. Right. And
0: the average person never does what you've done as far as the research and finding all this out. They so. would if it
1: was their daughter.
0: Yeah. Which is, you know, that's what happens until we're held our feet to the fire. We don't move until that time.
1: Carol, we're ready Yeah, I can't see the light until you go through the fire. (laughs) Right.
0: We're almost out of time, Carol. So, again, why don't you just summarize or give your parting thoughts to the listeners about this?
1: Okay. In today's uh, um, legal landscape and financial landscape, it's imperative that you get... Copies of anything that you sign—it it just takes a few more minutes. You need copies of anything that you put your autograph to. So, and you also need to, um, if you get things in the mail about your house or your mortgage or taxes or anything, it's always a good idea to go down and visit the people at your county, mm-hmm. get to know their system, you know, um, get involved in, in uh, county commissioner hearings and city council hearings and kind of know what's going on watch c-span once in a while if you really want to know where they're heading because they tell it right on there i've um and and get copies of everything and look for backdating in your documents and guard your children's uh government-issued ids um, guard that with your life and if you suspect or even a hint of a identity theft report it to the ftc has an affidavit you can fill out Okay. You can report it to your local police unless you're like me, and they wouldn't take the report because it involved the county and city attorney. But, you know, you can still report it higher up if you have to, to the FTC
0: okay. to get Carol, a record Carol, going. We're about out of time. Thanks so much. I'll I'll have you Welcome. ladies back if you're willing to come back. Listeners, today my guests have been Carol Keane and her friend Diana from Florida talking about mortgage fraud, identity fraud, and it seems like the list goes on. Until next week on the Truth Seekers Radio Show, God bless.